0: and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us here on this uh, Friday as we talk all things Islanders hockey, and we wrap up the week by taking a look at which forwards the Islanders are likely to protect in the upcoming expansion draft. Plus, uh, we review the season of Thomas Hickey uh, and his possible future with the New York Islanders as we continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders from the 2020-2021 season. And we also have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a very popular player from the 70s into the early 80s who won a Stanley Cup with the New York Islanders, has his birthday this weekend. All that and more coming up on today's show. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me this Wednesday and every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time to get in on the action. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about, Feel free to send us an email at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that you suggest. We can, You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings throughout the offseason from the expansion draft to the NHL entry draft to free agency and all the way to training camp. So, we're going to start off with a discussion of Thomas Hickey. He is the player we're focusing in on today, and, you know, I have felt bad, badly for Thomas Hickey, because he is a, a player who is, quite honestly, good enough to have played on the Islanders the last couple of years, and the fact of the matter is, his high salary made him, the Islanders kind of had no choice because of the cap constraints to send him to the AHL, he went through some injury issues, he went through some family issues off the ice, and ended up spending all of 2019-2020 in the minors, uh, it it, it was a difficult situation. It certainly did not help Hickey's career. Now, this year, with the Islanders, Hickey played in five games. And it was, you know, great to see him back on the ice, playing for the Islanders. And back in the NHL, it is certainly something that, you know, in a lot of ways, was long overdue, and in his first game back, which was against the Flyers back on March 20th, he had two assists and was a plus two, and again, you know, had a block shot, one hit, one shot on goal. He clearly contributed to the team's success in that game. Ends up through five games, those were his only two points, the two assists he had in that game uh, against the Flyers. He was a plus five in those five games, was never a minus, and, you know, ended up with 10 hits in five games, three block shots, really, you know, showed that he is still at least capable of being out there on the ice and playing at the NHL level. Now, Thomas Hickey is an unrestricted free agent this summer, and clearly, if he's going to continue to earn the same salary that he's been earning, I believe his cap hit is somewhere in the neighborhood of three million dollars a year, the Islanders are not going to try to re-sign him for that kind of money. We still don't know if the Islanders will lose a defenseman in the expansion draft. If Nick Letty departs Bringing back Thomas Hickey at a deal closer to maybe a million, a million five at most might make sense for the Islanders. The question is does it make sense for Thomas Hickey? Hickey is, you know, 32 years old. He'll be 33 during the upcoming season. And, you know, size was never his thing. He's six foot, 186 pounds. Uh, officially not the most you know physical defenseman but certainly willing you know can contribute offensively is you know average to slightly above average maybe in his own zone he can be a useful third pair third pair defenseman and certainly you know if he's your seventh defenseman that's not a bad thing also what is the market for Thomas Hickey this off season? You know, he probably could be had for of not a lot of money. You know, someone'll pay him a million five, maybe two million tops, and you know, that might be more than the Islanders are willing to offer him, but you know, what is the market, basically, for a thirty-two year old defenseman who has played a grand total of five NHL games in the last two years? Now, in the past, Hickey has scored some important clutch goals for the Islanders. And, you know, he, he tends to come up big in big game situations. I, I remember some of the things he accomplished in the Stanley Cup playoffs during his career with the Islanders that, you know, remind you that Thomas Hickey is capable of making some very solid contributions. Uh, you know, I go back to the Florida series in 2016 where, you know, he scored the game-winning goal uh, in that playoff series that that helped the Islanders eventually win the series, had a, a couple of assists in, you know, game five of that series that eventually the Islanders win in six games. So, you know, Hickey is certainly capable of contributing to the team's success, the question becomes whether or not the Islanders want him back. I don't think Thomas Hickey is a high priority for Lou lamorello But if he's willing to come back at or around the veteran minimum, he can be a useful depth piece. And if Nick Letty goes, you want a guy who can contribute offensively. Maybe, you know, it, it's a choice between Hickey and Sebastian Aho yeah, maybe, maybe you bring back Hickey. Uh, do I think he's a part of this team's long-term plans? No. If I were a betting man, do I think Thomas Hickey is back with the Islanders next year? Probably not. But uh, I do think that Hickey can still be a useful NHL defenseman, third pair, or seventh defenseman somewhere, and... You know, hope I hope personally because he is a, a good guy and 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 a good player that he'll at least get that opportunity down the line. All right, we've got more to discuss. We're going to go over the Islanders' prospects for you know who are they likely to protect in the expansion draft. That is a big question at forward. We discussed defensemen earlier this week. We also have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. So let's take a look at the forward situation. The way the expansion draft breaks down, you expect that the Islanders will protect you know, three defensemen, one goalie, and seven forwards. That is the typical approach that most teams have. And look, we know Oliver Wallstrom, for example, is exempt. They don't have to even bother to protect him. They can't lose him in the expansion draft. He hasn't played enough games to be in that situation. So, you look at the roster, if you go alphabetically, you figure they protect Josh Bailey, Matthew Barzal, Anthony Bevilier, Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, J.G. Pajot. The seventh guy who I think they're most likely to protect under the circumstances is Jordan Eberly. but uh, if you don't want to protect Eberly because of his high contract, you figure he's a little older, maybe they won't, you know, try to uh, go after him, he wouldn't be attractive necessarily to a team like the Kraken. Well, what about Kiefer Bellows? maybe you want to keep Kiefer Bellows protected because you don't want to necessarily risk losing him. And, you know, we've heard Lula Amorello say, hey, we're very thankful that we still have Kiefer Bellows. And, you know, it's possible you don't want to lose Bellows. So maybe they try to protect him and take a chance that the salary and age of Jordan Eberly will discourage people from wanting to pick him, that they might go for Nick Letty, or again, as we've said, it's always possible that Lou Lamorello works out a trade, and they stay away from certain players, or they pick a certain player, and, you know, hopefully that helps, but it's a difficult set of circumstances for the Islanders to try to make that decision, because look, if the seven guys that you protect are Bailey, Barzal, Bavillier, Eberly, Lee, Nelson, and Pajot, we know Casey Zizekas is an unrestricted free agent. You're leaving Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin open to possible selection. Uh... You don't have to protect Oliver Wallstrom, you're leaving Kiefer Bellows open if you protect Jordan Everly, or you're leaving Jordan Everly open if you protect Kiefer Bellows. Uh, These are sort of the tougher decisions, and obviously you don't want to lose the identity line, you don't want to lose Clutterbuck, you don't want to lose Matt Martin, and either one of those guys, even if they're not eager to go, I could totally see the Kraken benefiting by saying, you know what, Cal Clutterbuck, veteran guy, fourth line guy, he's our first captain or he's our one of our alternate captains. And we're going to have a pretty young team in Seattle, but here's a guy who can help us, who can lead, who can, you know, show our guys how to win by example and you know, be almost like having an extra assistant coach on the bench and on the ice. So, you know, there are a lot of possibilities out there. And, you know, the Islanders, this is a tough call for Lou Lamarello, no matter how you slice it, because you, you want to keep the core of this team together, and you can't protect everyone. Now, the good news is, You can only lose one player. So, you know, you you can't lose Wallstrom. You can't lose uh, Ilya Sorokin. He's exempt. You can lose, you know, one player. And I, I, I still have this gut feeling, just in my gut, that says that, Lou Lamorello is going to work out a deal with the Kraken and Ron Francis and make sure that they either don't take certain players or maybe, you know, trade a pick or trade a player so that they do pick Andrew Ladd or, you know, a player who really the Islanders wouldn't mind losing as much uh, or who could give them some cap relief, so it it's a tough one but you got to figure that the the entire b and b line is going to be protected bailey Barz, uh, bavillier and nelson they're all protected you got to protect your captain Andersley, you got to protect uh your best forward offensively matthew barzal and then it comes down to you know pajot you're not going to let him go they would gobble up jg pajot in a heartbeat if they left him unprotected and Barry Trotz loves J.G. Pajot. He is maybe the ideal, you know, third-line center for a Barry Trotz kind of a team. So, I would protect Eberly over Bellows, but to me, you make some kind of a deal, and you make sure that you don't lose the players you really want to keep on this roster. And if it means giving up a third or fourth round pick, or giving up, uh, you know, a fringe player, or even a, a, a middle-level prospect, then you go out there, you make a trade, give up that, you know, fourth round pick, or you give up uh, a Timashov kind of a player who you know, may or may not be in the team's plans long term. And that's the kind of deal you make. But it's it's not an easy decision. Only being able to protect seven forwards is a challenge. But hey, in Lou, we trust, right? I mean, that's what Islander fans always say. And Lou Lamorello will figure this out. I mean, he's not in the Hall of Fame for nothing. And I believe deep in my gut that there will be some kind of a deal, formal or informal, that will allow the Islanders to keep the very important core of this team together. Now, uh, just to let everybody know that on Monday, we will be joined by Erica Ayala. She is the host of the new podcast, Locked on Kraken, and she's going to give us a uh, sort of a, a different perspective on the expansion draft. And from a Kraken perspective, look over the Islanders roster and discuss who she feels the team may be interested in, you know, adding to their roster in the expansion draft. So we're going to give you that added perspective on Monday. Make sure you join us for that. We've got a lot more to get to right here on today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. When we come back, our Islanders birthday of the day, one of the most popular players in the first decade of the Islanders history and uh, one of the all-time nice guys in hockey as well. We have that and a lot more still to come right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best-tasting protein bar ever, and right now we're excited to talk about a limited-time flavor, Built Grasshopper Cookie. It is available this week only, available until today, July 9th, and you can get this new Built Bar flavor Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like Well, this is Built Bar's version of the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all that sugar. It's got only 150 calories. It's got 17 grams of protein in every bar and just 5 grams of sugar. And if that's not your cup of tea, you can choose from the nine permanent flavors like double chocolate, strawberry, German chocolate, mint brownie, or my personal favorite, cookies, and cream, and if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can order a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine permanent flavors, so that is always an option. Go to built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day, and This is one of my favorite Islanders, uh, and I know he was one of the most popular players on the team during his tenure with the Islanders, which started back in 1973-74 and lasted through the middle of the 1980-81 season. I'm talking about goaltender Glenn Chico Resch, who will be turning 73 years old, uh, on Saturday, so a very happy 73rd birthday to Chico Resch. Chico was only 5'9", 165 pounds, and he was sort of a Cinderella story. Uh, Joining the Islanders wasn't drafted, and in 74-75, which was really his first full season with the Islanders, he became quickly one of those players he and Billy Smith combined to make one of the best goaltending tandems in the NHL. And Chico was acrobatic. He was quick reflexed. uh, And he came up big during that 1975 playoff run. He had played in 12 games. uh, And remember, the team played uh, 17 games. Chico played in 12 of them in that playoff run where they went all the way to the semifinals. He had a big shutout in game 7 against the penguins where the islanders completed they were down 3 to nothing in that series completed a four game comeback only the second team in nhl history to win a seven game series after trailing 3 to nothing and in game 7 in pittsburgh chico resch with a one nothing shutout ed westfall had the only goal chico had a 2.07 goals against average and seven shutouts which at the time were both Islander Records. That was in 1975-76. And, you know, people wonder where he got his nickname. His, you know, his real name is Glenn Resch. Chico got his nickname because he looked like Freddie Prince Sr., who was the star of the hit TV show Chico and the Man back in the 1970s. And that's where Glenn Chico Resch got his nickname. We're going to go back and look at one of Chico's better games with the Islanders, a playoff game, no less. April 20th, 1979 at Chicago Stadium in Chicago. Game three of the Islanders' quarterfinal series with the Blackhawks, and the Islanders held a 2-0 series lead at that point. Chico Resch in goal for the Islanders. Hall of Famer Tony Esposito, is the goalie for Chicago, and in the first period, the Islanders get on the board first. Billy Harris gets his first to the playoffs from Dennis Potvin and Mike Bossy. That was a playoff uh, power play goal at 18-08, uh, with Pat Ribble in the box for roughing. That gave the Islanders the power play. In the second period, the Islanders extend their lead. Lorne Henning gets his first to the playoffs. Ed Westfall and Dennis Potvin with the helpers at 1747. And after two periods, the Islanders led two to nothing. In the third, the Islanders did not stop. Clark Gillies, his first of the playoffs, Ed Westfall and Jerry Hart with the helpers at three minutes in even. And then Dennis Potvin got his second of the playoffs. John Tinelli, the only assist at 1125. Final score in this one, 4 to nothing Islanders, and for Chico Resch, uh, he made 21 saves to earn the shutout and, uh, put the Islanders ahead in the series three games to nothing. Now, you want to get an idea of how different times are now? In the playoffs, in the first period of this game, there was a fight. Harold Philippoff was the, uh, player involved for the Blackhawks, Brian Trottier, took a five-minute fighting major for the Islanders. You would almost never see, uh, you know, Matt Barzal take a five-minute fighting major today in a, a playoff game in the NHL. It could happen, but very, very unlikely, and yet Trottier dropped the gloves in that game against Harold So Chico Resch, very, very popular. The Islanders traded him to the Colorado Rockies midway through the 80-81 season. He was a part of the Stanley Cup team in 1980. Uh, And then in 80-81, when the Islanders went on their 15-game winning streak, the record-breaking win came against Colorado. And who was the goalie for the Rockies? Chico Resch. Uh, The Rockies, of course, moved to New Jersey. Became the Devils. He played there for four seasons before finishing up in Philadelphia. And a lot of younger fans probably remember Chico Resch's time on television and on radio uh, doing color commentary for New Jersey Devils games. I have had the privilege of talking to Chico a number of times, one of the great guys in this game and a great storyteller. Always a, a great time if you get to talk hockey. With Chico Rest, so we wish him a very happy 73rd birthday and many, many help, healthy and happy. More, Chico, a, a native of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, which, as Clark Gillies once said, is located six feet away from the moose's behind. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Again, uh, we will be back on Monday with a new show, and Erica Ayala will join us from Locked On Kraken to discuss the Kraken's view of who they might take from the Islanders in the expansion draft. We'll also continue our look at uh, different Islanders players. We will look at J.G. Pajot on Monday, so that'll be our next Islander player to examine. Until then, have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!